Writing at its best is a lonely life from Ernest Hemingway. You've probably heard stories of highly productive and influential writers like Carl Jung, Mark Twain, and J.K. Rowling, who made it a point to create time and space to work without interruptions. Authors who were able to create work habits, be introspective, and manage to have a high level of intellectual output. Welcome to Grow Happy. Today we're going to talk about flow. We will define it and describe strategies we could all use to increase the likelihood that we can experience flow at work. The take-home message for today is that it is possible to create an environment where we are more likely to keep distractions away and channel our attention to work at a deep level that brings more creativity and joy into our work. The concept of flow is commonly described as being in the zone. We experience flow when our whole psychological experience is fully engaged in an activity. We're able to focus, enjoy, and energize. Flow is a paradoxical state where we are able to use a high level of concentration and yet our actions feel effortless. This concept was coined by the Hungarian-American psychologist Mihail Csikszentmihalyi, who believed that repression is not the way to virtue. In his words, only through freely chosen discipline can life be enjoyed and still be kept within the bounds of reason. The ease of flow seems to be the blend of right action and right awareness. Activities are neither boring nor too stressful. Our skills and the challenges we face are balanced. What are some examples of flow? We all have experienced flow in our lives. Think about a time when you used your focus, and became so engaged in a task that you lost track of time. Gardening, playing sports, painting, doing research, reading a fascinating book, meditating, they're all examples of activities where people can experience flow. Imagine being able to activate a state of flow at work. Right. Experiencing flow at work would be more motivating. We could better integrate interests, focus, and actions. Creativity and productivity could go hand in hand with a clear sense of purpose. But is this realistic? Don't most people hate or dislike their jobs? Not really. There are a lot of misconceptions about the workplace. Let's just use one example. In the United States, there has been a lot of talk about a phenomenon that has been called the Great Resignation. People think it means Americans don't want to work and are just dropping out of the workforce altogether. In fact, the great resignation is more about people switching jobs. Many people used the pandemic as a moment to reflect and pivot to find a job they enjoy more. People want to do work on a daily basis that is related to their interests and their well-being, not just their financial bottom line. In previous episodes, we spoke about the link between growth and happiness. Eudaimonia, as defined in ancient Greece, refers to flourishing, growth, the highest good humans could strive for. Flow at work would help us feel more satisfied, allow us to enjoy our day-to-day -day role and relationships, experience more eudaimonia. In his book, The Rise of Superman, Stephen Kotler talks about how athletes who experience flow on a regular basis are more aware, creative, focused, dedicated, 
and are more likely to obtain the goals they set out to achieve. Coulter has taken many of the lessons from sports performance into work performance by working with leaders and applying many of these principles. Sometimes people talk about flow as deep work. However, they are not quite the same thing. Deep work involves removing distractions and monotasking while completing an important task. Flow does that, but goes beyond in the sense that it is an altered state of consciousness that involves high levels of positive emotion, like joy. With both deep work and flow, you can lose track of time and be highly productive. You can also find yourself in a state of flow through deep work. Now, this doesn't mean that deep work and flow should always be our goal at all times. We will just fry our brains. Instead, the idea is to structure the week, the day, in a conscious way to create the conditions where we get to have these experiences instead of leaving it up to chance. According to Mihai, there are eight factors that can help us experience a state of flow. We'll describe some of these eight factors using tennis as an analogy, and then we will make the connection to the workplace. I know you may not play tennis, but we'll make sure to use clear examples, so bear with us. The first condition is to have clear objectives and get immediate feedback. In a tennis match, a player may have the predetermined goal to hit shots with plenty of room for error and only put balls away when there's a clear opening. This is a strategy that can be evaluated and revised as you play. A second condition is to use intense focus on a specific task. A tennis friend shared with me a strategy I use regularly. Instead of thinking you have to watch the tennis ball all the time, you can just focus on paying attention when the opponent hits the ball and then when the ball bounces on your side of the court. This way, you have a more targeted way to watch for the ball. A third condition is to find the right balance between your abilities and the level of difficulty of the task. In tennis, you should be playing with people that are more or less at your own level so that the game is fun. The game shouldn't be too easy nor too difficult either. A fourth condition we'd like to highlight is that flow involves a meaningful activity that is the end in itself. I just love playing tennis for the sake of playing tennis. Even when I lose, I still enjoy the challenge and the experience of playing. All these conditions can be applied to the workplace. You're more likely to experience flow when you have clear goals, receive feedback, Use your focus and engage in activities for the sake of doing those activities, regardless of the external results. Let's say you work in sales. Instead of artificially forcing a sale by manipulating or even misleading your customers, you could work on developing good long-term relationships and provide the best product or service possible. We all know that experiencing success is important to our careers. Making a decent and stable living can enable us to have prosperity. The idea is to find the balance between our personal values and our professional goals. These aspects can coexist 
you can experience flow at work and also contribute with integrity to your organization and to society. If we have to work, perhaps we can harness the power of flow to grow through creativity, immersion, productivity, and ultimately cultivating our attention and awareness. We'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. In our next installment, we will talk about the benefits of volunteering. This topic is part of a series of episodes that will allow us to go more in depth regarding today's ideas. Remember, this podcast is also available in Italian and Spanish. Please consider supporting us with a small donation by visiting our website at www.togrowhappy.com. We hope this episode can help you be happy. Goodbye. Ciao. Adios. Adios.